Uh, very good evening. Welcome to another week of the Dan Nichols Show on Instagram Live. Thank you all for joining us as we kick off what's going to be a super busy week of Instagram Live. Uh, coming up tomorrow, Elma Smith joins us about, amongst other things, the Bright Rock Players' Choice Awards. Uh, we've also got coming up on, uh, oh, there we go, coming up right now. So before I can even run through the entire week, because he's so excited to be on this, he's plunged in to join us, which makes me a very happy <laughs> man. Jonathan Goliath, good evening. How are you, sir? I'm really good. I have to tell you how I spent my morning, because yes. I think this will appeal to you. I yes. was reading, I, had, I read a couple of the international newspapers when I wake up in the morning, uh, usually yep. because my six-year-old daughter has climbed into bed and I've got a foot wedged up my nose and I can't get back to sleep. Uh, so I uh, was reading through and I came across an article on something I hadn't heard of, but being young and hip and cool, you doubtless heard about minutes after it was launched, uh, called Garden Radio, Radio Garden. I don't know if you've come across this. It's, what is Garden Radio? Uh, it's a wonderful concept whereby you've got a map of the world and it's covered in little green dots. And if you so hover over and click a dot, exactly, you can listen to radio stations from all over the world. I saw this. That's incredible. You know what was amazing about that is how many radio stations there were just in Gauteng alone. Ridiculous. No, I, I, haven't, I haven't even, and please don't tell Jason this, I haven't actually looked at the Joburg radio stations just yet. But we spent the morning, in fact, there's Jason watching now. So yes, I was only listening to Kai FM ever in the morning uh, we uh, we had a had a listen in so uh, my my wife Dee, as you know is greek and her village is just up the road from kalamata so we listened to uh, radio diablos uh, from kalamata we then looked over to belfast where i was born and had listened to northern ireland hit radio uh, and then i was listening to blur on a radio station just outside of reykjavik in iceland uh, before crossing to Zimbabwe, where I grew up, and caught a uh, a competition where I could win a furniture voucher from a uh, <laughs> station in Zishavane in uh, rural Zimbabwe. That sounds about right. I mean, if you had crossed over to anywhere in the Eastern Cape, particularly Amtata, Butterworth, East London, there might have been a similar competition, except uh, the prize would have been a full sheep, live sheep. That's it. You win a live sheep. It's on you to slaughter it and do whatever you need to do with it. But alas, great. I love that concept so much. Jealous that I didn't think of it. Oh. Well, I, I, I bring it up because a lot of the broader creative content that I stumble across comes via you on either Twitter or Instagram. Uh, and I, I think there must be about seven of you because the amount of stuff you're able to find and post. Uh, and it, it speaks to the person that you are because uh, first and foremost, you're not Donovan the comedian or Donovan the actor. You're, you're Donovan the creative. And I know it's what you're most yeah. proud of and most passionate about. And that yeah. in turn goes back to the origin story. Yes, you're this massive superstar with droopies camped outside your front gate these days. Um, but uh, it's not that long we have to go back to find Donovan Goliath, the advertising executive. Yep. Um, nine years, actually. Uh, nine years ago, I left advertising to jump straight into comedy. I worked as an art director in advertising for six years. Uh, moved straight out of, uh, well, moved from Amtata to PE to study art and design. 
uh, got my degree in art and design and then moved to Joburg, my first time coming to Joburg and got a job in advertising at, um, at, a t at the time, one of the most reputable ad agencies in the world because I had seen my boss, Mike Shalit, speak at Design Indaba two years ago. Oh, man, I want to work for this guy. And I ended up getting the job. Um, and it was a weird story. I don't think I've ever told you the story of how I got that job. Um, I sent them an email saying, hi, I, I like your agency. I'd like to come and work here. Uh, this is, yeah, here's my work. Um, so they said, uh, okay, cool. We'll get in touch with the creative director. The guy gets back to me, Julian, what was his name? Two days later, say, hey, uh, your work's pretty good, but I'm interested in your name and you're from Tartan. It says here you speak Tarsan. Like there's all of these things that don't quite make sense, you know, on my CV. And I said, yeah, yeah, no, they're all true. And we chatted for a bit. And he asked me to come up to Joburg for an interview, which I couldn't, obviously. I just couldn't afford to. And I was still studying at the time. Um, and he said, well, you don't sound like a psycho. I like you. I think you'd fit in well with the culture here. We're just going to fax a contract through to you. Just sign it and get it back to us. And we'll see you next year. And that was it. Two months later, <laughs> I drove in and that was my job, you know, and uh, First and last official job um, I've had. So I've never had a formal interview or anything. It was, yeah, all facts. <laughs> That's it. Amazing, though. It's, it's a period of your life which you reference on, uh, on numerous occasions. It's one that's clearly shaped a lot of what you do now. Uh, how, how valuable, though, was it in creating uh, Donovan the person, but also Donovan the creative, Donovan the comedian, Donovan Goliath of today? Incredibly valuable. Um, I think, I mean, that's, it's, if you, if you want to know what being thrown in the deep end feels like, get thrown into a big above the line ad agency um, with massive top tier clients. I mean, they had NetBank, Mercedes-Benz, Metro FM, like massive, massive brands, you know, that they had built um, or rebranded completely and were doing this huge, huge, huge work. Uh, so you get thrown in and you know, I didn't even study advertising. I studied art and design and I was hired as an art director in advertising. And it taught me, I think one of the biggest things it taught me was how to do storytelling, number one, and how to sell big ideas. You know, when you get thrown into a room with the top CEOs of the biggest companies in South Africa and, you know, you're this kid with this laptop dressed in a weird uh you know, ironic t-shirt and you've got to sell an idea that's going to cost them 20 million rand. You know, they're all looking at you going, who the hell are you and why should we buy this from you? And you really learn, you know, to, 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 to sell this idea and paint, you know, these visuals for them so they can see everything that you're speaking about, which I think helped me a lot in comedy because that's what I do. A lot of my work on stage is a lot of characterizations. I take very simple ideas and I kind of blow them up with as much detail as possible. You know, paint the picture for people so that uh, they can kind of go with me on this story and this journey and this point that I'm leading up to. So, oh yeah, man, advertising was everything for me. It really, really shaped my world. Um, I just, you know, I, the reason I left, because a lot of people always ask me why I left, because I was, I mean, it was going pretty well. Um, I had a good relationship with my bosses, with the teams at work, but I just felt like I was on a conveyor belt. Um, I was coming up with ideas that weren't necessarily mine, uh, that I couldn't own. You know, you're just constantly churning things that don't really belong to you. And when I found comedy, 
that just made a lot more sense to me because then I was in charge of these ideas. I was the creative director. I was everything. I was the manager. Um, I dictate how long this is, how short it is, what goes in, what goes out, what comes out. And uh, that was a lot more liberating, you know. Um, and I'd never been to a comedy show before. The first comedy show I attended was probably in about 2008, 2009, um, by chance, you know. And uh, the sh I got into comedy because I watched somebody perform and tell stories about where they're from. I was like, man, if you only knew the stories about Umtata, um, I need to get these out on stage. And that's where it started. The journey is taking you into a really successful space and you've got a, an army of admirers. You've done really well. Are there any regrets? Do you ever wish that you hadn't done that, that you'd stayed on in the ad world or you'd kept an element of that? You know, I've been fortunate enough to host the Luris, uh, which is, you know, our annual advertising awards um, in South Africa for the last four years. And there are times when I sit and I look at, you know, some of the award-winning work, you know, just like these beautiful pieces. And there's a piece of me that goes, damn, you know, I wish I was a part of that. Or I, you know, when you see the guys walk off stage celebrating, you can tell how much work went into trying to convince a client that this is the right way to go and taking these incredibly complex ideas and turning them into these really, really beautiful pieces of um, either TV, radio or print or whatever it is. Um, so it's in those moments where I really do miss the industry, but I think the just the politics around it, um, and 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 I just, yeah, just the uh, the nine to five uh, work life and being told what to do, um, you know, just just wasn't working for me. But yeah, other than that, I think I just miss the creative process. And you know what it is? Actually, the one thing I miss the most is being in a room full of like-minded people who are just constantly coming up with ideas. Because once I left advertising, I stopped dreaming vividly. You know, when you're always thinking of ideas, when you're constantly inspired, like your brain, like I, I can't explain it to you. I'd sit, I mean, I'd fall asleep with a, a, a pen and a notepad next to me because guaranteed at midnight, I'd wake up and jot something down. Um, if it made sense to me in the morning, I'd get to work as early as possible to try and execute it. And I kind of miss that, you know, it's a, it's a rush because there are a lot of, um, great ideas. I think great ideas that came out of that, um, that we've executed um, over the years. So, yeah, I just think it's being in the presence of people who are better than you, smarter than you and more creative than you really inspires you. That's what I miss the most, actually. Although I'm not sure you're being completely accurate there because you are regularly in the presence of somebody who is more creative and smarter. And with her, you have been producing some great content. So there's been a, a microcosm of the agency in terms of uh, the work that you and Davina have done and, and entertained us with so royally over the last year. I, yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. Definitely my muse. Um, and, you know, people always ask me what the lockdown was like for me and Anel M. Dodda, couldn't have phrased it any better. She said, uh, it looks like captivity gave you freedom again to start creating because it's a part of me that I kind of put aside and focused a lot on comedy because that in itself is, 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 is quite a thing to conquer. You know, it takes up a lot of time. There's a lot of writing involved, a lot of traveling and um, you just never have time to come up with, with, with anything for yourself. So that was the perfect opportunity then just to, you know, pick out old, um, you know, books. I mean, they're, 
there are moleskins and drawing pads everywhere with little ideas that have been scribbled on that have never seen the light of day. And a lot of them actually um, came to fruition last year, which is amazing. And it really, really worked out for us. And, you know, a lot of people always ask me if I'd ever opened my own agency. I don't think I would. Um, you know, I still want to stay creative. I don't want to be a manager. I don't want to employ people and manage people. I don't need, um, I don't need that. But I think we kind of did it. And this is just a different version of owning an agency, you know, without the big four walls and the fancy name and um, everything else that comes with it, you know. So I, I think we're still doing it, you know, to this day. And, you know, we're still in control. We still have the power, which is great. But yes, uh, Davina, definitely my muse. Uh, we do fight a lot. Reminds me of uh, myself and my old creative director. Uh, so that's what she is, actually. She's my, she's my executive creative director that I've got to bounce stuff off of. Um, but when I get the thumbs up, I know we're onto something. I see uh, Ranwell is watching, saying awesome work. You and Davina did keeping us entertained during lockdown. Don't forget the impersonations, especially Heath Ledger as the Joker, Donovan Goliath. Heath Ledger as the Joker. One of the first, what was it? You call it skits. I ever put out on the internet, um, you know, when Instagram was really starting to pick up and, you know, we were starting to post things other than selfies and our plates of food. Uh, yeah, Heath, Leather, Heath Ledger as the Joker, um, basically advertising Zambuck and why his lips are red. <laughs> that, that was the... That was the concept, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Um, should we do it? Should we try it? I think we should. I think we should. Okay, let me see if I remember the, the script. So it would be like, you want to know why I always lick my lips? I use Zambuck cherry flavor. Oh, it is delicious. Batman. Maybe. If you tried it just once, you would stop being so serious. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And I, I love it. It's something we've seen a lot in the Lego movies where they gleefully take apart Batman being so gloomy and self-conscious and self-absorbed. Uh, and, you, and you do that so often, you pick out those little strands of culture and you weave them into uh, your own tapestry of, of creative genius, which is, is brilliant. Uh, and the other one, I think Randall's mentioned it, uh, I know we've had it on the Danical show before, um, maybe in the, in the form of a, uh, being introduced and making his debut on the Dan Nichols show, a good friend of yours, a gentleman by the name of Jason Statham. Oh, yeah. Okay, Jason, oh, hi, what's up? What are you doing? Who is this guy? Dan Nickel. What kind of name is that? Yeah, I don't trust that. Oi, what are you doing here? Why are you trying to call my friend? What's this about? I'm talking to you, mate. Answer. No, he's not saying anything. Oh, that's about as far as I can go. I, I like my brain freeze there. I couldn't go any further. <laughs> Uh, uh. Uh, how, much, how much time goes into this? So will, will Davina walk through uh, in the morning and find you sitting on the couch talking to yourself in some different voice for hours on end? 
Not necessarily. You know, that's, that's another thing that Jason Statham bit. Um, it's also part of the first five minute set I ever wrote um, when I jumped on stage. And the concept there was Jason Statham. If it's uh, 15 people. Oh, we seem to be having a few challenges with Donovan. Oh, I'm he hearing glimpses of you coming through there, Donovan. I think one of us is battling a little with interweb. Let's uh, try again, see if we can get Donovan back there. Apologies. Donovan, no. Uh, yeah, I think Ranwell's picked that up. We do seem to be having a little bit of a signal issue there with uh, with Donovan. Uh, we will try to get Donovan back as quickly as we can. Let's see if we can uh, maybe... Uh, oh. Uh, Mr. Donovan. Um, all right, let's see if we can get him back. Apologies there, just as we were getting stuck into the uh, Jason Statham origins story. Uh, let's see if we can get a, a return for Mr. Goliath. There, ah, there we go. We're back on. 
I think Davina's using your Wi-Fi to download some of those videos again, Donovan. I think that's exactly what happened. I was telling her that this, this always happens every time I do an IG Live. Some, for some strange reason, my internet uh, just decides to work in installments always at these exact moments. So <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. No, it's absolutely fine. Well, we've, got, uh, we've got you back and, uh, and very happily so. Uh, remember we had uh, probably two weeks ago, we had Sanani Mangisa on the show. And yes. the suggestion was... And we were trying to work out the gold, silver, bronze order of the podium. But it was uh, Sanani, yourself, and Bantu Holomisa, who are the three most famous people out of Mtata ever. Uh, <laughs> a couple of, couple of other hockey players who were trying desperately to, to get onto that list as well. Uh, who, who, who else? Are, are there any other major celebrities out of uh, Mtata? Anel Mdoda. Ah. Black Coffee. Is from Mtata no. as well. Yeah, black coffee. You should, you should, you can't just claim him. That can't be true, surely. Yeah, absolutely. Black coffee is from Mtata. <laughs> um, also, there's a, there's a music. Busiswa. Busiswa, who was in the Beyonce Black is King video. Uh, she's from Mtata as well. Who else? No, yeah, yeah, I could keep going, yeah. I think Amanda Black, if I'm not mistaken, um, singer, also from Amtata. So, yeah, a lot of entertainers, man. There's something there, something in the water. I don't know what it is. There are, there are some terrific success stories from what is a very, very small place. Uh, you don't, in your, um, your reference to your CV in the quizzical phone call from your uh, director when he wanted to offer you a job. Uh, you, uh, you don't look like a lot of other yeah. people from Mantasa, if one can put it that way. Uh, it was, uh, was Closer yeah. the first language? Was, uh, what is the Mantasa backstory? No, it wasn't the first. Well, you know, growing up in Mantasa, uh, you, you know, you're going to be surrounded by Closer all the time. And uh, as a kid, you know, my friends were Kosa and you just grow up speaking Kosa. That's what you do. You don't even, you know, you don't think about it. You don't go to, you know, it's not a subject that's taught at school. It's just, this is how you're brought up. You know, I mean, my dad's from a place called Tofumfaba, just outside of Umtata. My mother from uh, Liborde, also outside of Umtata. So, yeah, you kind of, you just fall straight into it, you know. Um, and uh, it's not really first language, but... English would have been my first language, but you're always going to speak it wherever you go, you know, especially back then. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was like this weird race between English and Kosa, you know, vying for first language status. You just never know. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how that happened. And the, the, the best part of growing up, the, the best memories of growing up in Umtata? Best memories of growing up in Umtata, man. Um, Oof, yeah, I'm tired. Difficult one. <laughs> um, you know, when I think about it now, because a, a lot of my comedy, a lot of the stuff I speak about, I always reference, you know, back home, growing up back home. And one of the things I always like to speak about is, you know, I grew up with like super blonde hair. Um, anybody who follows me would have seen the pictures. You know, I see Brandon Stone is on this chat right now. I kind of look like Brandon Stone, um, you know, as a child. And it was such a weird thing because Growing up looking like a white kid, you know, in a place like Mtato or going to a place like Kofimvaba was like just, you know, people would look at me and, and ask me like, hey, man, are you, are you okay? Are you lost? You know, what is, 
what's the deal what's happening here and i'd be confused like what do you mean you know i'm i'm the only one here that 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 has no idea what what what's going on and so i reference a lot of that stuff now on stage you know because i can only imagine how peculiar it was for a lot of people but uh i i think just just the 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 simplicity man of life back then you know was amazing it's a very small town you're close to many coastal areas it's beautiful uh warmth of the people uh you know you're surrounded by humility quite a bit and uh you know that's i i guess you know simple things that your that your parents kind of try and instill in you when you from a small town you 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 carry those things and you move with them to a big city and you know when you get here i mean i'll never forget the first time i moved to joburg one of the things that surprised me the most was seeing that many billboards i was just in awe like what are you saying man this is wild and i'm grateful for you know coming from a small town because my experience of the big city was a lot different because i could use it as a source to just like um in you know fuel my creativity because it was like fresh uh fresh perspective for me but um the oldum tata isn't like the newum tata um tata when it was still spelled with a u anybody would tell you who grew up back then was amazing when they changed the name to mth something about the energy just dipped completely <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what is the family what do your parents make of donovan goliath today you know they've been incredibly supportive uh because i've done i've gone down in very very weird paths once again especially when you come from a small town and you tell your parents that you want to go and study art and design virtually non-existent thing there you know nobody speaks about wanting to do art and design there's nobody that you can kind of call on as a mentor or whatever else you know to ask about this thing and i've always been able to draw i've always been interested in you know anything to do with creativity but uh they've been incredibly supportive you know i mean i did i'm sure you know, we've spoken about this before i went on to do some religious oil paintings in uh, marion hill in kzn and they just kind of let me go ahead and just explore and do it i mean they couldn't give me advice on what i was going to turn this into but you know studying art and design moving to joburg to uh, or moving to pe sorry to st- to to study this moving to joburg to work in advertising leaving advertising to do comedy they've always just kind of believed in me you know i think i've always just had this personality where i don't like to fail and anything that i take on i really want to try and learn as much as possible and immerse myself in it so much that i want to be as close to the best as possible i'm not the best at any of this stuff but i really try my best you know at it so they've always just backed me up and gone yeah he's whatever he goes into he's probably he'll be okay we don't we don't really need any support from him and i've never really wanted support from my parents you know i've never really made them feel like they're going to have to um either support me financially or i'm going to have to move back home and you know live in the in the garage or whatever it is and try and start things up again nah i've always gave him the confidence that no 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 i'm on my own i don't need anything from you guys don't worry i'll sort this out so yeah they've been incredibly supportive and instrumental i guess in my career you know honestly and they've clearly given you some key qualities or at least allowed those qualities to shine through the uh, the confidence the creativity the uh, the courage to try new things and that leads into yeah. the chief reason for our conversation which is this weekend it draws 
I'd imagine from some of that uh, COSA heritage, because it speaks directly to the nature of this particular project. Uh, it's uh, One Night Quite Molisi, and it kicks off oh, uh, <laughs> uh, this weekend. This is your, your very first feature film, Donovan Goyes. It is my first feature film, and you know, kudos to Sisanda Hena for um, giving me a, sh a chance, you know, to to uh, perform amongst South Africa's best. Honestly, like these people are incredible. That cast is it's it's huge, and I have no idea how he managed to pull all of them together. But I was the wild card. He was very honest with me. You know, he was like, "Yo, you were the wild card. You know, you're not you're not an actor, actor, but I've seen you do some stuff on stage and." They, he, he told me that we kind of needed, we needed that, you know, we needed somebody who would just switch up the energy a little bit. Um, otherwise, it sometimes gets a little bit too comfortable. So they threw me into it. And man, what a time. Because when I'd read the script uh, for the first time, my character is, uh, he's a rapper, right? He's a struggling rapper. His name is Ants. He's uh, quite out there, very confident, feels himself quite a bit. He's not the best at it, but he believes he is the best. And he's just not successful at all. And I don't think he's ever going to be successful. But he, he honestly, because he's got all the chains, the rings, he's got all the paraphernalia that look like somebody, or that make him look like somebody that should be ultra successful, but he's just not, you know? And uh, he goes through so many emotions in the story. Because like I said, I, I, going back, I, I read the script and I thought, oh, this is great. I have a character. I've got a rap character that I've done before. Um, I can just pull from that. And I used to rap back in Amtata as well. So I pulled from that. And as I got deeper into the script, I realized that, you know, he, he starts going through weird emotions. And there was a point in the script where Sisanda told me, all right, you're going to have to start acting now. Um, forget this alter ego, forget this skit. This is where you act. This is where you're going to have to get angry and sad and really interact and, with these people because there are a lot of emotions that are going to fly. So <laughs> that was a lot of pressure, but I absolutely loved it. What an incredible experience. Um, he speaks Kosa as well because um, he grew up with, with, with all of these guys and girls. And I just, you know what was great about it is I really pulled from everything I know and everything that I've kind of worked towards, you know, and, and, and this, this was the culmination of a lot of the characters, the Kosa thing, the rap thing, the, the skits, the alter egos, all in one character um, on a massive platform with, with uh, you know, sharing it with all of these other um, amazing um, actors. The movie is this weekend. We see it for the very yes. first time. Uh, give us a synopsis. What's the story? What are, we, what are we expecting? So I can't give away too much, but I can say um, that it all happens in one night. Uh, that's the film. So we never cut back to any other scenes. It's all just one night. They get to this restaurant. They sit down. Uh, the restaurant is called Mpolisi's on 4th, um, and that's what it is. So these friends come together to celebrate the opening of a restaurant, and things start to unfold throughout the night. And it goes from fun and celebratory and lighthearted to weird, awkward tension, to drama, to police, to potential fight scenes. And I'm going to stop right there because then it just starts exploding. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And you know what? I think uh, people are going to resonate with a lot of the characters because there's so many. I mean, there are eight people um, around or on, 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 on around their table, and um, 
you, you're definitely going to pick somebody that you're going to resonate with there just based on personality type. Um, but they're all fantastic, man. I really, really think people are going to enjoy this film. I can't wait. The poster looks incredible. The trailer is incredible. If you haven't seen it yet, check out my profile for that. But uh, yeah, 26th of uh, February on Showmax um, and then 27th of Feb on Saturday at or on Mzansi Magic Channel 161 on DSTV at 9.30. Can't wait. All right. So Friday, it is on Showmax. If uh, you can't go to Showmax Friday, Saturday on DSTV on um, Zanzi Magic. Uh, I've seen the trailer. I actually watched it twice. Uh, and it's, uh, it just looks so full of energy, uh, but also uh, full of some challenges. When you look back now, it, it, it threw you out of your comfort zone, but you've been doing a bit of that over the last few years. Uh, yeah. how, how challenging was this? compared to some of the other tasks you've taken on in the last few years? Incredibly challenging because, you know, you jump on stage, comedy, jumping on stage to do five minutes in front of a group of strangers is a very challenging thing every single time, you know, and, but you get used to that. Now you are part of a cast. There is a massive budget behind this. There are time constraints. There's a huge crew that just wants to get this shot done and you just can't drop the ball and you can't mess this up. But also when this goes out, it's not like you, you know, you jump on stage, you do however long you do on stage and you leave. And if you were terrible, people will forget about you. This movie is going to sit there for a very long time. So <laughs> there are millions of people that will potentially watch it for years to come and go, oh my gosh, he was the wild card. We can see. He was the wild card. The director made a huge mistake. So I think that just weighed on me quite a bit and still does because I haven't seen a first cut yet. So I don't actually know what the movie or what my performance is like. <laughs> I just know from watching a couple of rushes, you know, in between takes. Other than that, I have no clue what's going to happen. And I'm just hoping and praying that uh, because everybody, the cast members said I did well. And I'm just going to go with them because I trust them wholeheartedly. But <laughs> yeah, tough. You're, uh, you're just hoping you're still in the movie. You know, there might be that. <laughs> what you saw in the trailer, that might be it. I just <laughs> did a little scream and they were like, yeah, cool. That's, that, that's all we need is thanks. <laughs> how, how much do you foresee this kind of project being part of the Donovan Goliath future story? I think, you know what, I think I might have found something I want to explore a lot more. Um, because I do a lot of small skits and characterizations here and there, you know, they're just little, little morsels. Uh, this was on a very big scale um, and I loved it. And I would love to do a lot more of these roles. Strangely enough, um, when I speak about this character going through all of these emotions and getting quite dramatic, that was my favorite part of it not the bits where he's being fun and throwing jokes and making people laugh. It's where he's like really intense because I dug deep, you know, to find that. And it just was a complete, uh, what a contrast, you know, um, based on what people know about me and what they're expecting me to deliver. It was a complete um, about turn. So I'd really love to do a lot more of those, but I think that this also gave me the confidence to start. I've been talking about wanting to write short forms to make documentaries, to make music videos on a big scale. Um, and being a part of that project, I think really just gave me the confidence and, you know, just to step back and go, hey man, I can actually do this. And 
you know, it really just is about jumping in, writing it and, and seeing where it goes. So going forward, that I think, uh, those are my future goals, um, a movie, a documentary, music video in no particular order. But uh, I definitely want to be involved in, 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 in bigger productions. It also speaks to the now ghastly overemployed term of pivoting. And you have shown in a number of spaces how you've been able to do that. Uh, yeah. Not everybody has been able to. And I know you've got many good friends in the comedy space for whom the last year has been a very, very bleak existence. Yeah. Where are we now in that comedy entertainment space? Are we seeing any flickers of light on the horizon? Are you talking about comedy in general? Yeah. Uh, shucks, man, it's so hard to tell um, because the last comedy club in Africa closed down, Joe uh, Parker's Comedy, um, a couple of weeks ago. And that was just absolutely heartbreaking. I've noticed a couple of guys, you know, posting a lot of little gigs here and there, you know, trying to start it up again. Um, in fact, Lois Ogola just launched um, Africa's first Netflix comedy special, um, which was incredible. Um, and that gave a lot of guys, I think, major confidence and hope, uh, you know, that shucks, this, that people are watching out there, you know, um, this might be an opportunity to get out there and make as much noise as possible. Um, I just do wish that a lot of the guys would utilize um, social platforms a lot more. Um, there aren't a lot of comics in South Africa who actually did that. You can name them, you know, the guys who actually just went cool. The virtual stage is where it's at right now. And that's where we're going to play. Um, and that worked very, very well for them. Um, and for me, I just think that it would have, it would have, it was a missed opportunity because once things open up again, uh, that just that's going to involve brand building. You just have to start this process all over again, you know. So it's so difficult to say, you know, where where it's at. And trying to perform and make people laugh during a pandemic, it's a very difficult thing, you know, and get people to part ways with their hard-earned cash. Um, to watch jokes takes a lot of convincing. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm not going to go ahead and say that it's in a good space. I think it's still quite bleak, um, but, but we'll get there. All right, well, let's, uh, let's try and get something a little bit more uplifting as we drift to the end of our conversation with Donovan Goliath on the Danical Show Instagram Live with Brad Trog. The time has been spent very productively by you, uh, not just creating, but also absorbing other people's creative work. And I know uh, you're a real student of the space. Uh, yeah. Give us a, uh, a book, uh, a movie, a film, and uh, another an online space that we should go and have a look at that you've stumbled across, discovered, really enjoyed engaging with during uh, the, uh, the millennia that has been locked down thus far? Man, that's, uh, that's such a difficult question because I've, I've, found, I've found so much. And, but one of the things that anybody wanting to start a YouTube channel right now, uh, the only person that you should be checking out is a guy called Ali Abdal, who I recently discovered. And he's a, he's a medical doctor. Who, who started documenting, um, you know, while he was studying, just, you know, behind the scenes, this is what it takes. Um, started giving people advice on how to study if you are becoming a doctor. And then just started this incredible YouTube channel and he's now selling courses on how to start a YouTube channel, which was just <laughs> absolutely 
boom, mind-blowing, you know. Um, I'm going to bring it back home and um, please ask people to follow guys like Tyson Gubeni, um, follow Coconut Kells, who has been doing unbelievable work. Uh, there's uh, a, a lady called Black Wendy, who is just... God, goodness, I can't explain to you how talented Black Wendy is. The, uh, the um, Obama this... voiceover on the arrival oh, at the inauguration. Man, just unbelievable. And there's, a, there's another young gentleman called OK Wasabi, who is one of the hardest working people I know. He does a lot of skits. He's just always online, making things, constantly making things online. And it's just so inspiring to see young South Africans just playing in this space and really giving it their all. But yeah, from a from a, a follow point of view, I think definitely uh, follow those those four people I mentioned. Ali Abdal, if you're trying to get into YouTube, is just just next level. Like I can't even begin to explain how 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 clever this guy is. He's a doctor, a YouTuber, a tech geek. He's just everything. And if anything, following Ali, you're going to find a lot of other great references of other people to check out. Um, if you do happen to find yourself at a bookstore and you want to start making things but too scared to make them, make sure you get a book called um, Steal Like an Artist by a guy called Austin Cleon. His follow-up book is called Show Your Work, which is absolutely incredible. You can finish both books in half a day, basically. But uh, one of those reference books that you'll always go back to, and if you ever felt stuck, um, if you ever felt like whatever ideas you had weren't good enough, I think this is really just going to spark it. Because it's so simple. It's such easy reading. He's not trying to preach to you. Um, and if anybody else, if you're watching this and you want to know any of my other references, um, I'll gladly write a, a full list for you. I actually have all of these written down in a document and I'll copy and paste it. So if you are looking for anything um, inspiring from a creative point of view, just hit me up in my DMs and I'll send those to you, no problem. And of course, in doing that, you'll be following one of the leading creative voices we have in South Africa in Donovan himself. <laughs> so uh, and shamelessly borrow and steal everything he does. I find it works for me, uh, just not quite as well as it works for him. Uh, the year ahead. So you're now a comedian. You're a creative genius. You're an art director. You're now a movie star as of this weekend. Uh, the CV is into its 12th page and growing. Uh, what does the rest of 2021 hold for Donovan Goliath? Um, you obviously know, but, um, you know, there's, there is something big coming that I really can't speak about just yet. Um, and I think that's going to be my everything. Like, um, I've, you know, I'm working on so much stuff this year. And there are a lot of projects that have been lined up already, but nothing's going to co compare to that one. And uh, people will know soon enough. That's the one that I'm most excited about, um, which will, yeah, hopefully we'll turn that into a project as well <laughs> later. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, you're not going to like me for this, but I'm afraid I have to spill the beans, Donovan, uh, just for the likes and for the uh, coverage. It is going to be Donovan Goliath headlining a return to the music video world of Mr. Steve Hoffmeyer, and I cannot wait to see you <laughs> in that particular production. It'll be very special. <laughs> oh, man, I wish that would be. Please, Steve, if you are watching this, let's do this. Actually, no, it's not. It's, not. <laughs> it's, it's probably one of the few spaces where I'm one up on you in this. And I, I say this because uh, I actually thoroughly enjoy doing it. Annie is a good mate of mine. But I've been in a Kurt Darren music video uh, where I played a conductor. For, uh, if really? 
if, uh, if you go to YouTube and have a look yeah. for a Sturm train, uh, I make yeah. about a four second appearance waving my conductor's flag and blowing the whistle. It's a virtuoso performance. I'm, I'm going to go and search for this right now. I'm going to go and search for this. I can't wait to see. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Donovan, it is always an absolute joy catching up with you and, uh, and following this remarkable career of yours. And, and every time we think we've got you kind of penciled in, you just break free and move into a, another space and conquer that one as well, which is uh, generally quite annoying, but also very inspiring and, uh, and fabulous thank to you. watch. Uh, so thank you thank for you it. So uh, much, Remind us one last time. Uh, it's a uh, one night quite molly. See, uh, it's a uh, Friday show, Max. Saturday, Mzanzi Live. Yes, uh, Saturday, yeah, Mzanzi Magic, uh, uh, DSTV channel 161 at 9.30. Let's do a big watch party and just tweet and Instagram about it as much as possible. Just say nice things about me. Like, just that, that's, that, that's all I'm asking. That's <laughs> uh, I've actually, I've already seen it. I, uh, I bought the DVD at the William Nicol Orfrand last week with a pair of Ray-Bans. So uh, really good. <laughs> highly, highly recommend it. Thank Donovan, you. I'd love to Davina. Thanks for keeping us entertained. Keep inspiring us. Keep creating. We'll catch up Oh, there we soon. go. She's here. She's right here next to ah, It's the brains behind the operation. There she is. So <laughs> she's been... She's been instructing me and showing me these little cue cards. This is what you need to say. This is how you do interviews with Dan Nichol. That's well, I, what she's I, uh, I still remember when Davina's sister, who is the, uh, the news starlet, Marcel Gordon, uh, <laughs> told me that uh, she'd like to bring her sister along to Bry, as well as um, some guy she's seeing. I think he wants to be a comedian. It doesn't sound very <laughs> promising. And uh, that's when I first met Donovan Goliath. That's a true story, and, actually. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it certainly wasn't promising, but uh, it's uh, turned around dramatically <laughs> since then. <laughs> have, uh, have a lovely evening. Thank you so much for joining us, Donovan. I'll be watching uh, One Night Quite Mulisi on Friday, Shamax on Saturday, Channel 161, and Zanzi Magic on Saturday night. Remember the rest of this week. Tomorrow night, we talk the Players' Choice Rugby Awards with Alma Smith. Wednesday, we catch up with uh, Niso Van Damme, who is the Bachelorette. And on Thursday, Leandi, the host of the brand new show, Love Island, which sadly I didn't get into, but I think Dave Levinson might have. Uh, John McGlath, have a great week. <laughs> Lovely to chat to you. And we'll catch up to you soon. Take care. Cheers, man. Take care. Bye, everyone. Technical show with Bright Truck. Good night.